Hello, hello. Welcome to the Natural Birth Code Podcast. I am so pumped to be giving you guys this birth story today. It is just amazing. You're going to absolutely love it. So we're talking with Sam, who had an amazing vaginal water birth experience. We talk all about the preparation of her mind and body for birth. We also go into the shift of perception where she's talking about how at the start of her pregnancy and before pregnancy, she was always under the impression of, why would you go through labor? Just cut it out of me. Why would I have, you know, to experience this pain when I don't have to? And how that shifted for her in her mind as she went throughout her pregnancy and then how she went about working around that and being able to handle pain in labor and being, you know, um, really reassured in the fact that she can do it. So I just love that part of the conversation because I feel like until we fall pregnant, we kind of often have those thoughts of just get the epidural or just get the cesarean section and going through that shift in perception can be a massive deal for a lot of us. So really interesting to hear her perspective there, hear her amazing water birth experience, how her partner prepared for birth and then how he was so incredibly supportive throughout her labor. And we also had a really great conversation about motherhood. And this is something that I love about Sam is that she is so self-aware. There's nothing to hide with her. And she has really taken motherhood on her own terms with no kind of, you know, guilt or, or feeling obliged to fulfill a certain role. And she will do it in her own way. And what Sam really explains so well is that you can absolutely love and adore motherhood and your baby while still wanting your own life. And that is okay. You can still, you know, be a great mother, but then not have to be with your baby 24-7. And she really works through lots of ways that she um, manages to do this. So, you know, talking about things like asking for help, talking about things like trusting your husband to just look after their baby so that you can go and do things and really letting them just figure it out. And her husband does that so well, where I feel like, you know, they're both on the same page and super happy to both be in this kind of co-parenting space where she needs to go do something. So he'll just look after her and it's no big deal. So um, can't wait to give you guys this podcast. Can't wait for you to listen. I wanted to mention a couple of things first. So this is coming out on Sunday. I'm recording this a little bit earlier, but um, we actually have our birth time documentary screening coming up, which I am so excited for. So this is on the 14th of October, 2023, and we're presenting it here in Warana on the Sunshine Coast. And it's going to be such a vibe. It's held in this cool little warehouse space and there's going to be a Mexican food truck there. There's Your Mates Brewery across the road. It's going to be really great. This documentary is all about birth, the importance of decision-making during birth, the importance of your birth partner being present for you, advocating for you during birth, and just the importance of you being the driver of your birth experience. We should not just be putting our hands up and be letting everyone else make our decisions for us. We need to be an active participant in our birth. And I decided to host this screening because I feel like it really articulates a topic that can be so difficult to explain, especially for first-time parents. And the way that this documentary presents it is just so, yeah, 
It, may, it makes a difficult topic really easy to comprehend and understand and get the point across. So I'm really excited for this doco. And it is for anyone and everyone. It could be preconception. It could be pregnancy. It could be postnatal. Or even my parents are coming who are like in their 60s. So just because it's such a fascinating topic, I have lots of friends that are coming who aren't even close to having babies. They are just interested in the topic and probably being just amazing supportive friends. <laughs> but it's an, ama- it's an amazing doco. Really recommend it. Bring your friends, bring your mom, bring your partners, all of the above. There is also an online screening. If you guys don't live here on the sunny coast or, you know, bringing the toddlers would just be too chaotic, etc., then there is an online version that you can get. It is all on our website. I'll pop it in the little notes below the link. Um, and lastly, we only have two more birth workshops of the year and there is not many spaces left between the two of them. I think there's three or four at the moment and yeah, they're definitely going quick. So if you wanted to have a birth workshop this year where you prepare fully mentally for birth, you learn how to cope with pain and labor, you really rewrite and delve into any fears you have towards birth and we can work through them. You can have a look at your beliefs towards birth and we can look through them and as well get your full partner preparation there. So this is physical support, emotional support. They learn how to advocate for you and discuss with the healthcare professionals, which can be a really tricky thing for a lot of you know, anyone to do, birth partners to do, because it is something so out of our league. However, you guys being strong advocates or birth partners being strong advocates during birth is so important to be able to talk to the healthcare professional about that. Um, Also, the both of you being really aligned with value-based decisions, really understanding how to make your own decisions based on your own values and kind of not just letting ourselves be swayed or putting all of that power into someone else's hands who we don't even know who has different values to us etc etc all the good stuff i'll put that link in the notes as well until then enjoy the podcast this podcast is brought to you by natural birth co we help women and their partners prepare physically and mentally for a natural and empowering birth experience With pregnancy yoga, Pilates and workshops, all led by our registered midwife, we have a studio here on the Sunshine Coast, Australia. Otherwise, all of our services are available online. You can learn more at naturalbirthco.com. If you wish to advertise on this podcast, you can visit naturalbirthco.com forward slash pregnancy dash podcast. Now enjoy this ad-free episode. Birth affirmation of today. I can handle this. My body would not give me a labor that I cannot handle. This labor is not bigger than me. It is me. Hello, Sam. Thank you so much for jumping on the pod. No worries. Thanks for having me. Absolutely pumped to have you. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous, but it'll be fun. It'll pass. (laughs) It'll pass. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I actually met you at CGM, didn't I? Yes. And you were doing pregnancy yoga there when I was teaching for a bit. And then you came on over to Natural Birth Co. when you were already starting your pregnancy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. You were maybe like 20 weeks or something. Yeah. I think it was like 23 weeks or something maybe. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And then you came through, you did the whole kit and caboodle of the yoga Pilates, the body balance workshop and the birth workshop. And... 
and here we are five months later after birth. Yeah, crazy time. Crazy. It's gone too quick, really. <laughs> Still can't believe I'm a mum. I know. <laughs> I'm like, who approved this? Who yeah. let me do this? Where's my licence? <laughs> yeah. So funny, so funny. So did you want to take us to, I actually don't know if there's any really story to tell here, but kind of that preconception phase where you and Stevie kind of, was it intentional? Were you trying for a babes? Was there any kind of story there or? Um, A little bit. So um, we actually got hit by COVID for our wedding. So our wedding got pushed back by like three times or something, I think. What a headache. Um, and it was always my intention to try full pregnant, I guess, after the wedding. Yeah. And I didn't really know when that was. Yeah. Um, so in May of last year, we finally got married. Um, Amazing. Then we had a month um, of um, honeymoon in Italy and then came back um, and I'd gone off the pill in that June. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah, went and saw my doctor and I was like, oh, you know, I'm like 32 and I was yeah. like, I probably should get my eggs checked. I'd never had them done before. Yeah. Um, I'd asked my doctor before and she's like, look, I don't want to do it. It might cause unnecessary stress for you. And she's like, just leave it. Um, yeah. If you try for a year, come back and see me. And yeah. anyway, I went to a new doctor this time and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's give it a go. Because I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm on a timeline. I don't know if I need to stress about it. And I was like, we'll just mm. see how we go. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, went off the pill. My doctor said, yeah, it'll probably take you three months um, before you're even able to fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you. Um, we'll get this test done and then come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that month, I think um, I fell pregnant. So I think oh it was – I got my first period after going off the pill, got yeah. my second period and then, um, yeah, had sex a few times and fell pregnant. Yeah. So good. Yeah, so completely unexpected. Yes. Um, I actually didn't even get the blood test done, I don't think, because um, I had to wait until my next period was. Wow. And I think it must have been, yeah, four weeks after I could test. I was like, oh, I feel a bit weird. Yes. Like, real odd. I'll, yeah. I'll do a pregnancy test and I tested positive oh my on gosh. the day that you can get the pregnancy test. And, yeah, so it was really easy and I feel really, really lucky. Yeah. Um, I know it's not that easy for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I think it was just my body was the right time. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted it. I think I wanted it for the first time in my life. I really wanted a kid. Does that yes. make sense? Like before then I'd been like, oh, we're just going to wait for the wedding or wait for this or wait yeah. for that. Whereas at that point I was like, you know what? I'm ready. Let's just give it a crack. And Amazing. Yeah, miraculous. So really lucky. That's so funny because that actually brings me to a question I was going to ask you. So peeps at home won't know this, but we were talking about before how you feel um, you're not the classic maternal type that I guess would be expected. So did you, in the years leading up to having Harriet, did you ever question wanting to be a mom? You always knew you wanted to be a mom. Was there any of that kind of journey or? Look, to be honest, I actually never imagined myself as a mom. Yeah. So I... Like, until I met Stevie, I was like, you know what? I don't particularly need kids. Yeah. I was like, I never, like, thought it would be necessary for me to have a kid to feel that, I don't know, like, a natural parent, if that makes sense. Yes. I met Stevie and I was like, oh, like, what's your thoughts on kids? Like, initial, like, kind of, you know, within the first year of dating. Yeah. He's like, no, I want kids. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, we'll see. Like, we'll just 
see what happens in the relationship. Yeah. Um, and then as the time went on, I was like, oh, I don't mind the idea of them. Um, yeah. My best friend had a kid and I was like, oh, I'm not quite ready for this. I yeah. don't know either. And then I think it was after getting married, I was like, yeah, I definitely – I want to have a kid. I see, yes. like, a couple of kids in our future, you know. I think a little bit of, like – I don't even know how to describe it. I guess I just was like – I knew. One day I was just like, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. That's really interesting because I've been wondering that, actually. And were you um, being on the pill – because how long were you on the pill for, do you reckon? Years. So yes. I think I went on it when I was 16. Wow. And – Took it like 99% of the time. So <laughs> I did go through a phase where I got the bar in my arm, yep. got it out because I was a psychopath. Um, <laughs> and went, it happens to all of us. Yeah. And then went back on the pill. But yeah, so I was on it f- basically the entire time. Wow. Yep. Were you nervous at all that it was going to be hard to fall pregnant after a-, a long time? Absolutely. And I think yep. that was kind of what I had in my head when we were trying, if yeah. that makes sense. I was like, oh, it's probably going to – like my doctor was kind of like, it'll probably take you a year, let's yeah. be honest. Like she's like, by the time you take those three months that it will take you to kind of like the pill effects to come off. And yeah. she's like – and then, you know, it's not easy for everyone. So I, in yeah. my head I thought after the wedding, I was like, oh, I've got a year to like, you yes. know, let's have some fun in the meantime. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it was basically straight away. Wow. So, yeah, crazy. I love that for you. Yeah, yeah. it's so nice when you're like – I just get to skip that whole struggle. Yeah. That whole stress. <laughs> yeah. And amazing. Like, I've had a like a close friend that struggled. So I was yeah. like, oh, it's like it's so hard for I don't know, it's even scary to be like when I felt like when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, holy holy Yeah. Um, you can swear on yeah, this okay, podcast, cool. babe. Oh, that's, that's fine. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, It'd be too know. hard otherwise we'd be beeping out left, right, and center. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy shit, like, am I ready to be a mum? Yeah. I was like, you know, I looked at it for ages. Like, I actually tested that morning before work and I went to work and I hadn't told Stevie yet and I was like, fuck, I don't know. Yes. I Panicking. But yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're all good. That's just flopped down. I reckon there might be better. Um... Yeah, how did you go about telling Stevie? How was that? Um, I feel like that would be so exciting. Oh, it was hilarious, actually. Um, <laughs> I think the day before I tested, we'd gone out for dinner and we'd have some wine. And I said to him, and I was like, this tastes disgusting. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I was like, this wine is off. This lady served us some corked wine and I don't want any of it. And he's like, your taste buds are off. And I was like, no, they're not. And I was like, they're like this wine is just disgusting and so I didn't drink it for the rest of it like yeah. the rest of the time I just it was like no nah, let's just not no nah. yeah this place is crap um, <laughs> and yeah so um built up the courage during the day and I was like I don't know how like I'm not one of those people that's like I'm gonna print something out like you're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a dad or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that I was like do I just leave the test on the counter or something <laughs> I don't know so I ended up funnily enough putting it in a box, the test in a box and just left it on the bench. And yeah. when he got home from work, I was like, oh, there's something on the bench for you. Yeah. And he like opened it and it was like, yeah, pregnancy test in there. So Double lines. Yeah. Yeah. He was so excited. And he I think at this, yeah, he was. And he's just staring at me. He's like, is this real? And I'm like, yep. And I was like still in shock at that point, I yes. think. And he's like, woohoo. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what do I even act right now? What yeah. do I say? What do I do? Yeah, like so I was like, funny. I'm excited, but I don't know what I'm doing, but cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. So where did you guys go from there? You knew you were pregnant about four weeks. What kind of happened from there in pregnancy? Um, so I think we went to the doctor, I think, after that. Um, got um, the referral for the little measurement scan. I can't think of the Oh, word. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, dating scan. Yep. Um, and then it just kind of all flowed from there. I was really lucky. Um got into the – asked for a referral from my GP to the MGP program. Amazing. Um, but how did you know how to do that or what So no one that? tells you this. And no. this is the thing that's so frustrating. So I got told just go to your doctor and ask. And yeah. I think I must have been probably six weeks pregnant at this point when yeah. I asked for the referral. Six or seven weeks maybe. Um, and they send off this document to SCU, I mm. think. And mine didn't get submitted properly. And so mm. when I had my first appointment, they give you like a text message saying like, we're going to call you at this time. And um, they send out a package to your house of like all the options that you can pick. Yeah. Um, I had the first telephone conference with oh, the... Fuck. Sorry. You're right. That's all right. We'll just start it a little bit late. Oh, what a pain. <laughs> that's the second time that's happened to us. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm fucking hopeless. That's so funny. Okay. That is the second time. That's so funny. Um, um, yes. Yeah. Yep. Go on. Um, so I had my first midwife telephone conference and I was like, oh, I want to get into the MGP program. And mm. she's like, oh, like I was like, oh, my doctor gave a referral. And she's like, no, she didn't. And she's like, <sighs> oh, she's like, I'm really sorry. It's full at the moment. And so I think I selected the one where it was just marooched all local yeah, yeah, midwife yeah. clinic or whatever. Um. And I was like, oh, I'm, like, really sad. And I was like, I th- like you know, my doctor said that it it was on my form that she submitted to you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'll put you on a wait list. So if anyone drops out, um, mm. you might be able to get in. And I was like, kind of sad because yeah. I was like, I think I would have – I'm naturally a little bit of an anxious person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I think I'd benefit from it if that makes sense. Mm. Like, um, Definitely. But, yeah, so didn't, um, didn't get in. And then I got a telephone call, I think – two weeks later mm-hmm. saying I got in. So someone dropped out and I got in and oh, yeah, it was just, so yeah, great, great. Yeah. Yeah. So. What a relief. Yep. And then, yeah, went through that program the entire time, which was fantastic. Yeah. 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 And you had the Sarahs, hey? Yeah, both Sarahs. They're yeah. fucking brilliant. They're the best. We love like, them. Oh, I love them. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Okay, cool. And then you were exercising, I think you said at Strong Pilates at the time. Yep. And then you transitioned to CGM at how many weeks or so? Uh, must have been 20-something. So I was yeah. really sick for 17 weeks. So yeah. I was vomiting the entire time. Yeah. Um, Any time during the day, like I yeah. was just ill the entire time. So I didn't do anything. Those full – Yeah. I think even 20-something weeks when I must have been 20, yeah. 22 maybe, I think. And yeah. then was like, I just need to move. I yeah. was like, need to get out, do something. Yeah. Um, so I joined CGM because they had a good um, bunch of classes yeah. um, that I could go to. And yeah, just went to from there. And that's where I met so you. So good. Yeah. So good. Um, did you work through that first 17 weeks when you were so sick? Yes. So oh. I didn't. 
My work had no idea. My boss said I, there was something a bit off. So I was vomiting in the toilet. So we were lucky. We've got like a disabled toilet and a regular toilet. Yeah. So no one really goes to the disabled. So yeah. I'd quickly run out, have a spew, run back in and just keep doing my work. <laughs> like nothing happened. And he's like, fuck, Sam's breath has gotten rank. Yeah. He was just like, he said to me a few times, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, leave ah! me alone. Like, <laughs> He would have added his suspicions, yeah, I bet. I reckon yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so bad that time. But, yeah, joined CGM, felt great. Amazing, yep. amazing, amazing. So, okay, well, when did you – because you're obviously a lawyer. You were yep. working full-time, very much um, passionate about your work, into your work, very much enjoy being a lawyer. So how did you go about letting them know about Matt Lee? Were you nervous or – oh terrified I guess yeah um my boss was really good so I told him I was pregnant just before my 20 week scan Mm. um I finally built up the courage walked in there and I was like oh I I got something to tell you and yeah he's all like oh okay and I was like I'm pregnant and he's like oh congratulations and was like so excited and I was like oh I've got I'm just telling you I've got my 20 week scan tomorrow um I'm gonna have would you mind if I had the day off yes I don't know how it's gonna go like I just want to be like prepared and um he's like that's fine um but then with maternity leave he was great so he knew it he he's got a um young wife and yeah he just had two kids probably like five years prior so he was like really on top so he was fantastic I was super lucky Love that. um and yeah I just asked him to go on maternity leave a month before I was due so yeah. I did like four weeks yeah. um 30 from 30 yeah whenever that was 36 ish 36 yeah. yeah cool so I went a little bit early because I just said I just need to decompress I need yes. the time off to you know relax enjoy the last few weeks of the pregnancy yeah and just I don't know, be me, I guess. Like, get used to being by myself. Yes. Not working, not rushing, all those kind of things. Absolutely. And I'm interested for our career mamas out there. How did you go? Obviously, you've got to be switched on in your mind to be reading fucking contracts. Honestly, I don't know how you do that. I just, like, go cross-eyed. I'm like, what did I just read? So... To be doing that sort of work, you have to be switched on in your mind with pregnancy is not very conducive of. How did you go managing that? Did you find it okay? Didn't really get that brain fog? I didn't get any brain fog, I don't think. So I was really, like I was having my boss double check my work and one of the other girls at work do it. I think I was a bit slower than normal if anything. Like it took me a lot longer to get through what would usually take me not long. So I think that was about it. Um, So I was a little bit stressed at the beginning before my boss knew. But once he did knew, like, sorry, once he did know, he kind of let that go a little bit. And I I did apologise a few times. I just said, look, I'm really sorry. It did take me longer than normal. And I was like... But I got it done, and he yeah. was—he was great. I love that. So great about it. But yeah, what a legend. Nothing, nothing bad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just slower, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. So, um, you then came over to Natural Birth Co. I am intrigued, and I think I kind of know. I remember our first phone call, which is still just a crack up. But how did you feel? towards birth what was your perception towards birth did you have any fears or challenges or anything pop up for you there um I was terrified yeah so from the get-go I always imagined having a Mm c-section I think being like a very methodical person I thought an elective c-section let's get this baby out like 
pain is not my friend. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. Um, But when I obviously found out I was pregnant, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I really want to do this the natural way. Amazing. And I really wanted to just embrace that effectively that they that we were born to do this but yeah I had no education no idea what I was doing um Mm -hmm. for someone that reads all day I was like I don't even know where to start yeah Um, nothing prepares you for falling pregnant um and then obviously birth so that's when I contacted you I sent you a message and I was like SOS yeah help (laughs) help me (laughs) I remember that call as well and I was like so what parts are you interested in partaking in what do you feel like you need and you're like I don't know I'll do it all like what what do you what do you think I need I'll just do it and I was like easy done (laughs) so good so um what I was gonna say yeah did anything in particular help with that transition to you be like I want that natural birth experience. I want to be able to handle the pain, all of that sort of stuff. Was it someone around you that had had natural birth that you'd been talking about or it was just like kind of an intuitive thing? It was intuitive. Hey, like I remember the day, like I always said to Stevie, I was like, if we ever had kids, I want to have a C-section. And I was like, like in my head, I was like, oh my vagina, vagina's never going to be the same. I'm never going to be the same. Like I was just like, no, I don't want to deal with any of that. And I was like, C-section just seems safer in my head. Yeah. Um, And then I think it must have been, yeah, when I messaged you, I was like, no, like we're made to do this. Um, I had a couple of friends that had natural births and I had others who obviously had emergency C-section. So I I saw both sides, I guess. And I just, I don't know, in my body, I just knew that's yeah. what I wanted. I guess one day it was like a switch and I was like, I love that. No, nah, we can do th- like I can do this. Yeah. I can get over my pain threshold and yeah. you know, it's yeah. possible, I guess. Yeah. 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 And stop playing into that story that it's too hard sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I got a low pain threshold. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's totally. just more of a mind game. Like I've never being the kind of person that can like push through pain when you're exercising or, you know, sitting in an ice bath. I'm the person that lasts one second and I scream and get out. (laughs) So I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to manage labour. Like there's just no way. Like I'm going to be screaming from the get-go. Like I was like, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. But I think it's like – it was just natural for me. I think like once you get to know your baby, the pregnancy, like I was like, this is – no, nah, we can do this. I actually got given a really good book by a friend um, that was written by a doula. Okay. And I started reading it and just I think it took like a natural approach and I was like, you know what? Yeah. You can do this. Yes. Like, if everyone's reading this book, you can do this. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. was it. Yeah. I love that. That's so interesting. And isn't it funny – you know, our lives are so logical. We often kind of look at everything and make decisions based from a logical perspective only. And we don't think into our gut of how we actually feel. But in pregnancy, I just feel like it's inevitable for our intuition to become louder. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's just a natural kind of transition of our bodies and our minds Yeah, in pregnancy. Cool. Okay. So then you started um, Yoga and Pilates with Natural Birth Co. And you started your body balance workshop. Do you want to talk about those kind of aspects and how they affected your pregnancy, how you felt being around the women, all that sort of stuff, that kind of growth through your pregnancy towards birth? Yeah. So um, I absolutely loved – so before I was pregnant, yoga was not my thing. Yeah. Um, but again, I think once I started it in my pregnancy, it was just good to be able to move. And yeah. then I um, 
I don't know. I just, I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. getting up, having the consistency of like doing the body balance in the mornings before work. Yeah. Um, being able to do yoga and stuff. Um, I think it was in afternoons, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. And then the Sunday, I think you came to an yeah. afternoon and a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it just being able to get your body to move it just felt great like I I just don't know how to explain I think because during the pregnancy I had hugely fat fluidy feet that's right yeah like I just (laughs) I had to keep them up all day because they just balloon out and be so painful um so that kept me moving and it it reduced the amount of like fluid at the end of the day that Mm -hmm. I was having um Normally, I ha- I usually get a sore back from exercise, but because I was doing so much yoga, I felt nothing in my back. It was just, I think, just balanced. I guess like, yeah. that's how I would say it. Like, never got pelvic pain, nothing. Like, it was just I love incredible. That. Like, I think it was just moving all the time. My body just enjoyed it. Like, I could feel yes. it, and it just made me feel great. Absolutely. So, yeah. I just love that. For you. Isn't that amazing with, like, an extra, you know, 10 kilos or whatever on your front? And your back pain goes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Well, like, like I said, um, I was super small the entire yes. time. Yes. So yeah. um, I was like measuring under the 50th percentile the entire yeah. time. So every midwife check I was getting, um, it was you're small. Um, I was getting comments all the time. So yes. throughout the entire pregnancy, they're like, are you sure you're that far along? Yeah. Um, or, you know, you don't look pregnant I was at another um my sister-in-law's baby shower yeah and someone was like are you sure you're that far pregnant and I was like absolutely I am who the fuck are you (laughs) (laughs) and like it wasn't meant all these comments were like weren't meant in a bad way but like it goes straight to your psyche and you're like I don't know I I was like oh my god is my baby gonna be retarded like yeah yeah yeah. like my midwife everything was fine yeah um but it just puts that I guess pressure on yourself that like something's wrong or makes you think there's something wrong even though there isn't. Yeah. Um, So I guess that probably paid part of like why I felt so good too because I wasn't that much bigger. No. I barely put on any weight. Like it was crazy. It was intense. But um, very lucky in that aspect I guess. Totally. Yeah. Your body was so built for pregnancy I feel. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like never really got the heartburn but I think it's – I've got such a long torso that I didn't find out until like just before like my baby came out. They're like, oh, you've got a long torso. That's why there's just heaps of room in there. And yes. Like, oh. How interesting is that? Yeah. How interesting is that? That's so true. You haven't got as much kind of compression on your lungs and your stomach, I no. guess, when you've got a longer torso. Yeah. Yep. Fucking fascinating. Okay, cool. Um, I just think that's so valid in what you said. And like yoga and Pilates a couple times a week is amazing. But with that daily movement and you did so well at sticking to it in the morning just that daily use of your joints in your pelvis stretching of the hamstrings pivot of the spine is just so beneficial for the pregnant body yeah in finding comfort in balancing as you say like it's just yeah daily movement is so essential yeah yeah like if we think about it right now I would like to think majority of us don't do this where imagine if you just woke up and you just sat around all day you'd be stiff as fuck let alone if you had this massive like growing baby and placenta and you know relaxing in the joints and stuff yeah we need to move yeah we need to move yeah cool okay so um and as you went along through these classes you were feeling good in your body what about the um, in the aspect of birth and Stevie being prepared for birth and kind of cultivating 
what you wanted in your own individual birth? How did you go about that experience? Um, I was a bit of a realist. So I was never the person that's like, I have to have a natural birth 100%. I'm going to push it. Like, you know, um, I kind of went into it knowing I wanted a natural birth. Mm -hmm. But if some, if the like midwives or doctors said I need an emergency Mm C-section, that that was an option. So it was, it wasn't even a clue. Um, Yeah. So... I went into it like that. I obviously did your um, birth workshop, which was fantastic. So I didn't research anything about the different methods of pain. Yeah. Um, so I knew nothing about epidurals, knew nothing about, yeah. you know, the sterile water injections or anything. Yeah. Um, so for me and Stevie, that was great because we got to sit down together, go yeah. through all the different options that were available and yeah. really make um, – I guess make a decision about each of those things as they came. Yes. Um, so I benefited so much from that. Um, so Amazing. did Stevie. Um, Amazing. He got really into it, which was good. He got so into it. Yeah. We loved it. I remember, I think it was the next day you came to yoga and we were both like, Stevie was fucking amazing. You were like, I know, I was so proud of him. It was just a really nice moment. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess that was like, because you're a midwife too, like it was good to see it from – your perspective as a midwife as like how all these things happen as mm. well yeah um so it like really helped with my birth plan I guess I just went in there with like yeah. after I learned all the stuff I sat down researched more of course because mm-hmm. I needed to know everything yeah um and the statistics beside like yes. behind it yes. um which was great um to make a really educated guess as to what I wanted yeah when those kind of things yes so, yeah, that was the. That's how we went in. Love that. Um, I drew up my little birth plan. Yeah. Um, I had all the things I wanted in there, so I was like, I want natural, but if it gets to twenty four hours of labour, mm-hmm. I'll probably ask for an epidural, then give it to me. Yes. Um, those kind of things. So like, fucking love that. Yeah, kind of setting like realistic expectations as well. So yep. knowing that, like, you know if babe was um, posterior the entire time, that labour yeah. would take ages. Yes. And knowing that, like, you know, an epidural would be available then, I yes. guess. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So those kind of things. Love that. Uh, that's something that I actually – I feel like you did really well. And for peeps at home, essentially something that we go through in the workshop, right, is to – we have in, options like inductions. We have options like epidurals. We have options of, you know, gas, all sorts of things, cesarean sections – And I'm a big believer in way before birth actually happens, before we've got any sort of, you know, temptations of being 40 weeks and being uncomfortable, et cetera, is that we set the standard of what we truly want in our birth desires well beforehand. Like kind of after the workshop, you do your research exactly as you did and you came up to that conclusion of the epidural. Okay, I'm happy for myself to get it if I've been in active labor for 24 hours. Um, Did you come up with a standard for your induction? I was just going to take that a step at a time. Yeah. So I yeah. just kind of left it open. Um, yeah. I think I would have, if I went over, mm-hmm. I would have waited a week and yeah. just said, leave me alone. Like, yeah. And then we'll reassess on that second week. So yeah. I think was kind of my plan. Perfect. Um, but I wanted to aim to not have one. Yes. That, that's all I, that's all I really set. But Exactly. Which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to get to 41 weeks without talking about it and yeah. then reassess then and go from there. Yeah. Like if, Wonderful. It was, if, it, if it was ever that, you know, babe was in distress or something mm. was happening, fine. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I do remember that at that like 
because you came to yoga after 40 weeks of pregnancy. And I just remember talking to you and you were just so, you're excited, you were calm, you felt no fear, but you were in complete surrender and acceptance. And that's just something that I feel like we're really leaning into in that, you know, there's no right or wrong way to birth. If you want a natural birth, absolutely, you've got to prepare physically, mentally, and your birth partner for that birth. doesn't guarantee that you're going to have this natural birth experience, but you can go in with full preparation, knowing you did everything you can, and I surrendered to whatever the heck pops up during my birth. 100%. I didn't yeah. want to be that person that, you know, set themselves an expectation that I was going to have a natural birth. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't, I'd be really disappointed. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing for me is getting, yeah. making sure I had that headspace where whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Um, if it happens my way, fantastic. If it doesn't, yes. well, you just got to surrender, let it go. Totally. Yeah. I didn't, like that was more thing. Like I didn't want to be disappointed or sad or yes. be screaming at the midwife saying, I don't want that or yes. whatever. Yeah. I wanted to be there and be like okay if you're saying I need a c-section I need one absolutely yeah absolutely yeah and yeah that comes with like a complete trust that you've done everything that you can yeah like this is out of my control what the heck is the point freaking out over something that you have zero control over yeah literally that's it and like I think because um babe like my baby was posterior leading yeah that's yeah yeah Yeah. so she was posterior like I would say I look back now and it must have been basically the entire time Mm -hmm. because, like, I could always feel her little, like, legs kicking me and, like, super active as well. Um, And so I went in, I think, the last couple of weeks. I just knew that um, I probably was in for a long run, you Mm. know, because she's posterior. My, like, it would increase the likelihood of Mm -hmm. maybe having a C-section and stuff like that. It was mentally preparing for that too I guess like it's knowing that like well I've done all the yoga Mm -hmm. I've done all the stuff the inversions whatever they tell you to do I've tried it all spinning babies whatever they say and I was like I've done it all at this point what's the point of putting any more pressure on myself like I'm just gonna let it roll whatever happens happens yeah totally I fucking love that and I think that's something that's probably the like mm. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like it's close, is that that's probably the biggest mental struggle for women to get their heads around. I feel like almost number two is managing pain and labor, being able to cope with pain and labor. But number one is having that true surrender and acceptance yep. is really hard. And I think your logical mind helps with that a lot. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, bitch, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, it is. Like, <laughs> A for the best, but if you get the worst, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so good and I wonder let me know I could be just making this up you were going through your pregnancy with Nat at the time who we both know had a natural posterior labor for her first and she was with us for a second was that kind of reassuring for you at all absolutely yeah so I messaged her actually um I think I must have been about 30 two weeks maybe yeah. um and I'd listened to a couple of horrific podcasts yeah um not here yeah um, yeah yeah Australian birth stories about posterior labors yeah. and they're all awful like oh. nothing prepares you for that either yeah um the stories were just terrifying yeah and I got into a headspace where I was like holy fuck yeah I was like I'm I'm gonna have a c-section I'm gonna have this I'm gonna have that yeah um and then spoke to Nat and she just was like no nah. she's like 
I like it was fine. He, mm-hmm. he turned last minute, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, just accept it. And I was like, yes. you know what? Okay. Brought a tens machine and I was like, bring it on. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, that's that was perfect timing for the both of you to be, yeah, pregnant and in the same classes. Oh, I just love that. It was great. It was great. good to hear, like, I guess when you posti- like posterior, I just was like, mm-hmm. I think the facts are you will have a longer labor, right? Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, radio and is. will probably be a bit more painful yeah and i was yeah. like all right i'm gonna have back pain i'm gonna be screaming like yeah. let's get this done I yes at that point. yeah um and i was like if nat can do it i can do it yes like, you know absolutely. the average person should be able to do it like absolutely babies are born posterior all the time especially because we could almost guarantee like you have a long torso, which gives you more space you are completely balanced the whole time which encourages baby into the optimal position your babe just chose the right position for your individual pelvis to be able to birth. Yeah. And for those who are surprised by that, go back and listen to the Optimal Fetal Position podcast because babies can naturally need to be in the posterior position, yep. which is exactly what Harriet was. Yep. Amazing. Okay. So before you went into labor, you came to yoga on a Wednesday and fuck, it was so funny. Now, now we're cracking up about it after where you came in, you were just irritable you were angry you were just fucking salty on the world and it was yep. so funny and when you left out was like I reckon she's gonna have a baby tonight and then you did yes so do you want to delve into it after that yes um <laughs> so yeah I left yoga I was in the shittiest mood in all of Australia I was like <laughs> fuck this, I can't do another day of this. And I was in my head and I was like, if I got two more weeks of this, yes. now someone's chopping this thing out. Um, but yeah, so went home, I sat on the couch, ate like a row of chocolate and I was like, whatever. Yeah, I'm happy. I need that dopamine yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I did the yoga and I had this strange feeling. And I was like, oh, am I, am I going to pee myself? I'm, I feel like I'm about to pee myself. And as I stand up, I was like, this feels like I've got a bubble in my vagina I don't know how else to describe it and I was like I kind of waddled to the toilet and I was like this feels so weird and I sat down and as I pulled off my pants this little gush of water comes out and I was like I think think my waters have broken actually oh my god and I was like staring at it sat down weed and I was like no, that's definitely my waters. There was like little membrane, like little yeah. white, white bits. I don't know how yeah, to describe yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 But it wasn't the big gush that everyone tells you about. Yes. It's just this tiny little, like basically like I peed myself. Yes. I, I was like, I think that my waters have broken. Um, called my midwife and she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, I can send you a photo. She's like, no, 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 I don't want a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like. She's like, all right. She's like, have you got any contractions? And I was like, no. She's like, <laughs> Give me a moment. Yeah. No. She's like, all right. She's like, well, I'm in at the moment with a labouring mum. She's like, do you just want to come in? We'll do a bit of a check, make sure your waters are broken, and we'll just see what happens and mm-hmm. go from there. And um, How many weeks are you? I was on my uh, day before my due date. Yeah. So 40 weeks exactly on the Wednesday, I yeah. think. Yeah. Day before, no, day before her 
due date. Yeah, yeah. cool. So 39.6. Yep. 39.6. Awesome. Yeah. And so as we're getting to the airport, uh, um, airport, <laughs> as we're getting to SCU, um, the contractions kicked in. But yeah. it was nothing. Like it was just like, I don't know, like more. I had um, Braxton Hicks yeah. the entire time. So it was just like that. Like just yeah. a little bit of tightening, nothing exciting. Yeah. Um, so packed everything into the car, drove to the um, the hospital, um, pop into a little room and got a check over. Um, so my midwife, Sarah, was actually with a labouring mum. So she just popped in and said, do you mind if someone checks you out? And I was mm. like, no worries. So I had a new lady come in put all the monitors on um, and I got a comment again. She's like, oh, you're really small for, you know, someone that's going into mm-hmm. – that's in labour. And I was like, oh, I know, I've had it the entire time. Like, <laughs> Good observation. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure my waters are broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I, yeah. say I am, like, on my due date. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so um, had the monitors on, sat there for an hour. Um, she checked. Waters had broken, but mm-hmm. they said – there's not much like there, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, sent me home with a sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was fine. And she just said, buckle in next day or two, you might go into labor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was it. So exciting. Yeah. Went home. Yeah. Tried to go to sleep. Yeah. Didn't really work like that. I think I was just so excited. Yeah. Um, at that point I was like, oh, it's actually fucking happening. Yes. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to meet a baby soon. Oh. Um, so me and Stevie, yeah, went to bed. He fell asleep, um, snoring within the first five minutes, I think. Classic boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of drifted in and out a little bit. Perfect. Um, and then I think by about 2.30 in the morning, it was enough to get me out of bed. So Amazing. I was like, you know what? I'll let him sleep. I'll just see what I can do. Maybe if I sit down and watch a movie, I yes. might feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just ex- like progressed, I guess, from there. Amazing. Yeah. Just slowly started getting more intense and strong and longer. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So then what happened there? Um, I think I just was pacing around the room. Yeah. From about 2.30 till about when Stevie came down at about 6.30. I yeah. think um, I was just moving through labor, um, just walking around, stopping, breathing through the contractions as mm-hmm. they came. Stevie came down, yeah, about 6.37 um, and then it started getting intense mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is painful mm-hmm. and um, had a bit of brekkie, mm-hmm. vomited the brekkie up <laughs> um, and it was crazy. So I didn't feel anything in my back. Um, I felt it. All down the front. Amazing. Um, which is what I actually forgot. So by the time I got into labour that night, she was LOA. I oh, think. wow. So she'd already rotated <gasps> after my waters had broken. So Isn't that so fucking sick? Yeah. Yeah. And so, Good girl, Harriet, yeah, right? Yeah, right. She was like doing what I, well, I was manifesting it. I was like, yes. Move before yeah. you come out. Um, but yeah, so once they checked, she's like, no, 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 she's LOA. I was like, what? Yes. Um, so I was like, oh, this might be a little bit better than I expected yes. it to be. Um, so yeah, about 7 30, 8 o'clock, I was like, this is getting pretty hard. Yeah. Um, called my midwife and I Were was like. Were you timing contractions at all? Yes. At a, mm-hmm. When Stevie came down, I think about 7, I started to ask him. Yeah to time them on that that's little a role we give app. to the partners yes perfect yep. so that was his job I said look can you start timing them yeah um and I think by about 7 30 they were about three minutes apart perfect yeah perfect. so I was like oh it's looking towards active-ish yeah. labor 
Um, and my midwife said, look, just stay at home a little bit longer. She yeah. just said, see if you can just stay another hour, Yeah. then call me back. And yeah. she's like, if you're talking to me on the phone, mm-hmm. it's an indication that you should just stay a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Okay, then I'll try. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think I did that for about another hour, hour or two, I think. Were you feeling much more water come out during the contractions? No. Nothing. Wow, yes. interesting. So, um, funnily enough, um, I found out later, obviously, um, when I got in, only half my water's broke, mm-hmm. which is why. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so started labouring, um, Stevie was timing, and I think he got to about nine, and I was like, call the midwife, mm-hmm. we're fucking going in. Yeah. At this point, I was like, I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. I was like, in and out of the shower. Yeah. Um, the position, actually, that felt best when I was in contractions was on all fours. So Amazing. Yeah, so I was on all fours on the couch, or like leaning on the couch, or yes. even in the shower, I was just on all fours in the shower, just yes. moving through it. It just felt really good when Amazing. I was in there, like just breathing in that position. Yeah. Was that like maybe less pressure on your pelvis, do you think? Or I think so. I think that's where I was feeling it. Like yes. it was just all down my front. Nothing – I expected it to be in my back, but there yes. was just nothing in my back. It was all down the front. It was like on fire it kind of felt like. Yeah, wow. Um, Any TENS machine at this stage? I had the TENS machine on and yeah. funnily enough, I don't think it did anything for me because wow. it was out the front. So yeah. I had it on my back. Yeah. Um, it was a good distraction though, yes. I think. Yeah. So like – as I was coming into the contraction, I'd hit it so – like, I had it up full pelt. Yeah. Like, like, like as high as it goes. And I'm just, like, hitting the button. Just yes. Just, like, hurry up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so by the time I said to Stevie it was 9.30, I was like, no, we got to get in the car. Call. Yeah. I was like, you call the midwife – we're going there. And yeah. I was like, I just feel the need to get into the hospital. So good. Um, so as we're walking out the front door, I'm like on the grass in the front of our house on all fours, <laughs> just going through a contraction. Um, so, yeah. Nine in o'clock car. in the morning. Everyone's going to work. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we pull in. Um, I'm – Breathing through the contractions in the car, it wasn't that bad. I yeah. just was like, get me to the hospital at this point. That's all yeah. I was thinking in my head. I was like, get me to the hospital, just want to get in a room, yeah. set up, feel good, yeah, and do this thing. Yeah. Um, so arrived, yeah, 10-ish, I think. Um, walked through the hospital. Jesus. Um, <laughs> through the cafe, you know, that entrance because yes. it was daytime. Yes. So I'm like walking through the hospital. I've stopped next to the cafe where my contractions come. I'm oh just holding gosh. on to this, what do you call it, handrail. Yes. This guy walks up and he's like, do you want a wheelchair? I was like, no. I was like, get away from me. <laughs> I was like, just let me walk down this hallway. I knew I had to get into the elevator. I knew I had to go up to level four or whatever it is. Yes. And I was like, yes. leave me alone. And um, Stevie's <laughs> just trailing behind me with our bag of stuff. Um, so, yeah, rock up. Um, rooms all set up fantastic so good so um, had the initial vaginal exam Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to find out so my midwife Sarah she knew and I was like she's like do you want to know ask me again I was like no don't tell me yeah I "I don't want to know yeah she's like all right she's like get in the shower take your tens machine off and yes um, did you end up finding out after 
how many yes. centimetres? Yes, so I was seven centimetres. Oh, my gosh. So I asked her at wow. the home visit. Yeah, so I was seven centimetres by the time I got in there. Ah. Um, six or seven, I think, off the top of my Fantastic. head. Fantastic. Um, and, yeah, so she's like, jump in the shower. Yeah. Do you want a bath? And in my thing, I said, ask me. And I was like, at that point, I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because, like, the shower was already feeling good at home. Yeah. Um, so I was on all fours over a um, – what are they called? The fitness balls. Yes. Um, yeah. With like little padded mats. Perfect. Yeah. So Great must, position. Must have been in there for about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. I think. Got some gas. Yeah. Um, just to help. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, hour and a half. And then all of a sudden I just felt this drop. Like I don't know if it was a drop. I don't know if it was something like intu- like intuition or something. And I was like, I feel like I need a push. Wow. And Sarah's like, all right, do you want to go in the bath? And yeah. And I was like. Yep. She's like, it's ready to go. Jump on in. And I was like, is it going to slow my labor down? And she's like, it might. She's like, or you might be fine. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think. And if it does, you can just get back on out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I think I was in the bath for about an hour mm-hmm. um, pushing. And I was like, oh, this is going for ages. I yes. was exhausted at this point, I think, because I hadn't yeah. really slept well the night no. before. Um, and I was tired and I was complaining to the poor midwife. And like, pushing's hard work. Oh, it's it was hard just, work. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like it was just the, and I think I turned around and I said, and I was like, what's happening? And yeah. I was like, is there something like going on here? And I was like, I just feel like nothing's progressing. And yeah. I was like, but I was pushing. And I was like, yeah. you know, she was like, her head was there, was just coming like in and out. And I yeah. was like, something just doesn't feel right. And anyway, they had a look and they're like, oh, I don't think all your waters have broken. So it's actually yes. – is it your membranes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. just yeah. sitting over the top. And they're yeah. like, so we can go one or two ways. You can just keep pushing and hope that it just comes out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, or um, we can break it for you. Mm. But if she's pooed in there, mm. you can't go back in the bath. Mm-hmm. Um, she's They're like, otherwise you'll just have to like – be out of the bath and I was yeah. like you know what at this point I don't give a fuck and yeah I was like I just want this baby to get here mm-hmm. and I just want to push her out and I was like the bath was never I wanted to have a water birth it was just yeah. felt good while yeah. I was in there so I was like I know plenty of other techniques to get her out yes. I was like at this point I'm probably having her on all fours anyway because it's yes. the only thing that feels good yeah um, so even in the bath you're in all fours so I was on majority of the time in all fours where I was pushing yes. so I had yeah. my knees Pointed in. Fucking legend. Yeah. Whatever was kind of feeling good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. they I popped out. They broke the waters. She hadn't pooed. So, they're like, do you want to so get back good. in? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And so, by the time I think from there, it was one hour of pushing after that or about that. About cool. 45 minutes, I think. I could just feel it. Yes. Happening. I was like, this oh. feels so much better. Like, I felt like I was getting somewhere. Like, it was yes. just that intuitive feeling where I was like, yeah. This is much better. Um, you were fucking on to it. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then just kept pushing. So, her head was just bobbling. Yeah. In and out, in and out. Yeah. Um, and then my midwife actually suggested to me, she's like, how about you move your legs either side of the bar? So, really, really wide. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, all right. I was yeah. like, that's not what I learn in the classes. But, I know. you know, like I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Give and it, it just must have been my pelvis, hey, because I was just yeah. like, as soon as I moved positions, so I had 
um, was kind of like squatting almost. Yeah. But like in the water, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kind of leaning back. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And totally. Then, yeah. Next minute, her head was out. Yes. And um, it was just in the water. Weird. It's no so one weird. Ever, no one ever prepares you for that. I'm Did like, you just look down and yeah. there was like a head yeah, out of your vagina? And I was like, holy shit. And I was yes. like, can she breathe? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, are you sure? And they're like, just don't get out of the water. Yes. And I, was like, I could see her head moving. I was like, yuck. <laughs> in my head. I was just like, this is weird. Um, and they're like, all right, it's going to be probably a couple more pushes to get the body out. No, I just, yeah. I feel like that time from a head coming out until like, you know, the next contraction was like an hour. Felt oh, like an it, hour. it can be a long time, yeah, that was, break in between, hey. I was just like, and everyone's just kind of standing around awkwardly like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm like just staring at this head, fucking yeah, <laughs> vagina. Um, and, yeah, I'd, and by this time I ditched the gas because I was like, I'm yeah. over this thing. It's not doing anything for me. Yeah. Like, I'm in pain, whatever. Let's just yes. get this baby out. Happy yes. days. Like, I don't know, even like I don't even really recall – being in pain when the head came out, I was just ready. Like I think mentally ready. I was just like, let's get this thing out. I'm done with pushing. I'm done. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And yeah, head popped out and they're like, all right, it's probably going to be another two contractions before you get this out. And in my head, I'm like, no, she's coming out in one. Yes. She's coming out next contraction. Totally. I've decided. Watch me. Yeah. 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 Um, So you don't remember that ring of fire at all? Not really. Like I remember it like before, I think it was more when the head was bobbling in and out is yes. when I felt it was painful. Yeah. But I think once I had pushed, I just used all the like everything I had, hey, at this yeah. point. And once it was out, it was fine. Amazing. Like it felt better. If that makes sense. Yes. Like I was yes. just like, this thing is out. The head's the hardest part. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then yeah, one more contraction and I just pushed that body out because I was like, you were getting out. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that incredible? Okay, so a couple of things. Um, perfect example of the waters breaking. I can't remember if I said this in your workshop or not, but you know how we talk about the waters breaking and how, um, that can often be not a a positive thing towards natural birth, but that is a perfect example of what I talk about where if the babe's already moved down, the cervix is gone, baby has moved down through the pelvis, which yours had, you're at the pushing phase. Like you could have pushed her out with the waters intact. It would have just taken a lot longer and it would have been a lot harder because you're pushing out a baby and an extra like three liters of fluid out of your vagina. Yep. And that's what the midwife said to me. They're like, and I learned that. And I was like, at that point, I was like, my, like, I just think that you should break this. Totally. I was like, I don't, with the amount of sleep I had, I was like, I don't know how much more real active pushing I can do without being exhausted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, once you get exhausted, and you can't push anymore. Like, obviously, that's when the vacuum and stuff comes in, which is like, let's just avoid that. Like, yeah. And I think that was a wonderful call on your behalf. And what I found interesting with what you said about the knees then going to external rotation, so wide knees, what I'm wondering is, you know how you've got like the pelvis and then there's the sits bones here. And when you're in internal rotation, they go like that. Yeah. She was already down and through. So who the fuck knows what's happened there? But then when she wasn't coming down further... Maybe her shoulders were in some sort of way where the head was already through. So you kind of like, okay, that internal rotation isn't really necessary anymore. Yeah. So then doing that awesome move that the midwife said, which is so good that she suggested that, 
um, maybe just somehow jiggled something out of the way so that those shoulders could I, come through. I feel like it must have, hey. Yeah. Like, because, like, I was pushing the entire time on all fours with my knees in to yes. begin with. Does that make sense? Because yeah. I was like, she's there. I can feel her, like, yes. trying to come out. Yeah. And my midwife, yeah, just suggested it. And in my head, I was like, do you know what you're talking about? Like, yeah, 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 totally. Like, of course she does. Um, and he said that I need yeah. internal rotation. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to try anything yes, at this point. And yeah, it just, it just worked. Like I don't know if it just gave a little bit more room. I don't I know if that. like that's all it just needed that shift. Yeah. Um, but yeah, worked. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, we're talking about pushing a baby through a pelvis. It's a tight space. So any sort of like jiggling and mobility is going to be beneficial. And yeah. I think like what you displayed perfectly, and this is all about what birth is, is that we've got to not be rigid. Yeah. You know, we've got to be like willing to try things. And if it doesn't work, we'll just try something else. Like it doesn't have to be a big deal. Yeah. You know, we don't have to do everything by the book. So fucking sick. So yep. amazing. Now, can you tell the peeps how big did she actually end up coming out? She was massive. So massive. Massive. Like yep. where the heck did she fit? I don't even think I gained five kilos, five or six kilos the wow. entire time. Like it was like, I can't remember the actual amount, Yeah, um, but it was really small. And yeah. I was like concerned. I was like, is my yes. baby healthy? Yes. Yeah. Like, literally that's what it came down to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she came out and I remember I had my other Sarah with me at this point because mm. it swapped over half, like, no, sorry, like three quarters of the way through mm. they had a changeover. Um, and uh, Sarah said to me, she's like, She's pretty big. And she's like, oh, she's like, we're all guessing how many kilos she is. Yeah. And she's like, I reckon she's about four. And I was like, no way she's four kilos. Um, I mean, I think Stevie said like three and a bit. I think I was a bit like dreaming saying she was like two. <laughs> um, and yet she was 4.1 kilos. Isn't that just – Yeah. I was so shocked when you told me that. Oh. I was just – everyone was. It was like because your belly was so small, we definitely thought that she'd be small. And like – your labor was amazing and, you know, there, there wasn't an, anything that was necessarily indicative of you having a big baby, you yeah, know. At all, at all. No. So I think all the measurements were like under the 50th percentile and she came out in like the 89.99 or something. Like she was Crazy. just on that cusp. I don't yes. know what that, that di- yeah. I don't know, Testing baby. for diabetes yeah. if yeah. it was too big, but you were just on that cusp, which like, thank yeah. goodness. Um, I just thought that was so amazing. Yeah, crazy. I can't so believe she funny. was in there. Like, I was like, where did she fit? Like, when yeah. she came out, she was huge. I was yes. Like, oh, my gosh. I gave birth to a giant. <laughs> yes. Ready to put their school bag on and go to school. Yeah. Like, how yeah, crazy. Literally. I was like, she too? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, in reflection of your birth, what was um, Stevie's role throughout all that? How did that go down? Um, so he basically was in charge of setting up the room. Yeah. So we had some like fairy lights. We yeah. had some music. Um, I just said to him and I was like, I just want the fairy lights on. Yeah. And I was like, I want the music on. So I'd made a birth playlist yeah. um, weeks before that I'd actually been using for the yoga. So, so it good. was like all like covers and like real like – Yes. I don't know, something like not pumped up music, like nah. really like cruisy, nice, but like yeah. stuff that you know the lyrics to. So it was kind of like, you know, you could like tune in and tune out yeah. to it. Yeah. So I was, I was doing my yoga to that before. So it made me like so super calm, this pay, like this playlist. So good. Um, so that was playing throughout. And then it was just, I think I gave him a couple of affirmations, like 
always like me I was like if women can give um, birth in rice fields then you can do this <laughs> um, <laughs> harden the fuck up <laughs> yeah yeah like it was none of this like oh your body's made to do this yeah. or whatever it was literally like you're made and the other one was like you're made to do this yes like, you like you're made to do it like, very logical affirmations yeah. I love yeah. it yeah none of like I was never going with the hippity stuff yeah it was yeah. like yeah not your you, style yeah no it was yeah. like you know Women in rice fields can do it every day. You can do it, Sam. Yes. Kind of like, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think he needed to give me too many of them. Yeah, um, I was like that. What's a? I think I remember learning in the birth workshop where like I didn't want anyone to touch me. I just wanted yes. to like be in my own zone, like the independent archetype yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I knew that was going to be me, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So yeah, so Stevie was doing that. Um, so good. He was in charge of just hydrating me the entire time um and then yeah he was just um patting me like cool um face cloth on my head and yeah just like sitting next to me but being there if that makes sense like it wasn't like I'm not a person of words so I didn't want him chatting or anything no it was like yeah real real just being there but not saying anything, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we definitely thought you'd be the ind- independent archetype. And I love that he fulfilled that so well. I'd love, I wonder if you know his perspective. Did he feel like you were obviously in pain going through labor? Did he feel any like kind of urge or inclination or unsurety? Or was he just like super chill and confident the whole time? Or Oh, I think... Like after it all happened, he said, he's like, I've never seen, he's like, it was so hard to watch you in pain. He said, like, he's like watching you push your body through that pain. He's like, it was actually awful to watch. He's like, but I knew I couldn't do anything. Yes. And he's like, he's like, I just did whatever you wanted me to do. You know, like it was like even assisting, like sitting on the edge of the bath. Yeah. Just letting like me relax in between contractions and stuff like that. It was just like, but it was all like, I don't know. Our midwives were so great. They kind of like helped him have a purpose too, if that makes sense. So it was like, you know, like I didn't like want food. I didn't want anything. All I just wanted was like cool water here and there. So it was just like doing that but it was mainly Perfect. like I think the midwives were just helped it like helping prompt him but not yeah. be annoying if that makes sense totally so yeah he was good like I remember like I think I asked for a epidural at least twice I think yeah during, during the process like I was like I don't know how much longer I can do this I want an epidural and both um, my midwife and Stevie would just miraculously leave the room every time I asked for one because <laughs> they knew I didn't want one I didn't want one yes I was just asking for one because at course. that point I was like I'm at breaking point. Yes. um, Yeah. So that was like good. So they didn't say no. It wasn't a no. No. I think if they said no, I would have gone off my rocker. Yeah. But I think they knew just to leave me alone. So yeah. So that's how, like, he was great. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. And I feel like that's very much you got, like, and I just think this is the best thing for couples. When you are completely on the same page with exactly what you want for your birth, you are both super aware of the desires, how you want to be dealt with, like what options you want when. Yeah. And on top of that, he knows you so well yeah. that like knowing not to speak too much, knowing not to like touch you when you're not wanting to be touched, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That was just like blissful. Yeah. And he – What a legend. Yeah. He knew the birth plan. I scanned yeah. it to him and sent it to him at work because yeah. that's the kind of person I am. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, memorize this. And I actually, funnily enough, you wouldn't believe it – made him a folder 
that had <laughs> like full what are they called um lever arch file yeah. literally that had like my birth plan on there and then it had like a checklist before we left the house of all the yes. stuff he had to grab it was like tens machine you know everything that he had to pack rebozo all those yes. kind of things um and then it had um the birth workshop um like positions and stuff to prompt me if I needed them as well so like that was his thing and I just said to him and I was like read this memorize this this is your job Um, so good so he had it all there if he needed it so I think he pulled it out at one point and the midwife just looks at him apparently so I was just tuned out and was like she did not do that and he's like she absolutely did and they had like a laugh about it yeah (laughs) what a fucking legend I love that I love that yeah perfect okay so then you had babe Harriet in the bath yeah and pulled her up to your chest chilling in the bath for a bit what happened from then um so after that they're like all right we'll like we'll get you out of the bath we'll bring you up um to the bed and just check everything out Mm. and as I get up I had a postpartum hemorrhage so mm. I started bleeding in the bath. They got me out onto the bed and I just kept bleeding. So I think I lost mm. like just above average, like 600 mil, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, And at this point, I think one of the midwives must have pressed the button because yes. it goes from like having like no one in your room. Yeah. Like beautiful, dark, like nice. And then all of a sudden the lights are on and there's like yeah. six people in your room. Yeah. Um, but I think at that point, like you're just so excited that you've pushed this baby out. And I'm just yeah. looking at the baby. I'm like, whatever, do whatever you got to do yeah. at this point. Um, totally. So, yeah. Got onto the bed, um, tried to breastfeed, but yeah. you just didn't work so yeah. I just had the skin to skin contact um, Amazing. and because I had the hemorrhage they're like oh we're gonna have to give you an injection to try get this placenta out mm-hmm. quick yeah um, I think was the reasoning I can't remember no, that it makes just, sense yeah it yeah. was like and I was like whatever at that point I was like yeah I don't care and I was like um they because they said to me they're like if you don't stop bleeding um we might have to take you into surgery and mm. I just remember clicking being like cool like yeah, that's fine. Whatever, do whatever you got to do. I think at this yeah. point, yeah. Um, the injection, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The syntosin and yeah. injection. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, help get your placenta detached from the wall and yeah. like close the blood vessels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So because before that, were you planning on having a physiological third stage? Like naturally. All, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. So cool. that was that was definitely the plan. Yeah. Um. But at that point, they were like, I think because there were so many people in there. Yeah. And they're like, we think. And I was like, do I need it? And they're like, yes. Like we do because if it doesn't, you might have to go into theatre. Yeah. And I remember all at that point was just looking at Stevie and being like, there's colostrum in the freezer. Like make sure you give it to her. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care if I get wheeled away. At that point, I was just like more worried about that. So, yeah. yeah. So got it out. And then I was like, oh, can you just leave it? Like leave like once the placenta came out. Um, what is it? No, delayed cord cord can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. So let that go. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's just all kind of a blur from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, getting the placenta out was the issue. It was awful. Right. Um, so I had the ragged. Ragged membranes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just. It was like I was like screaming. It was way worse than the labour, in my oh, opinion. Wow. So they were palpating my stomach, and it felt like 
there were like I don't know, I've never felt that pain before. Like labor was nothing compared to this in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. I just thought like I screamed at them and I yes. was like, This hurts worse than labor and I was like get like stop what you're doing like I was yes. like, trying to kick like the doctor I think they brought a doctor in by this point too yeah. she was trying to get it out and it, I could feel it like I don't know how to describe it it was like because oh. it was like tearing and yeah. like they were trying to get it out and I was uh. just like get off me and I was yeah. like I don't want this like I've got like poor little Harriet like sitting on my chest and yeah. I was like legs up in stirrups and I was like get away from me yes um, yes but I think were they doing when you said the uterus thing are they like really rubbing yeah, hard so, hard. Oh, it's, so they're it's like really I think they had intense. like two of them like just pushing on my stomach to get oh, it out and all that of would us, have been so painful oh, they're like palpating pal I think that's what they call it yeah like yeah trying yeah, to get it yeah. Out. and then all of a sudden like honestly this huge gush came out it was just like like yes. the doctor pushes back on a chair I just remember it like falling all on the ground wow. like it was like it was everywhere is this the placenta came out or the just blood just blood wow yeah and so like they were like mopping it up weighing the yeah yeah called, like, like the towels yeah, or whatever the towels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 um and then yeah so she was down there for a while but they eventually got it out so oh it was, wow yeah, all happy days yeah Far out. That sounds intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And they didn't need anything else after that. So in total, you lost 600. Yeah, 600 mils. Yeah. So just That's above the average. Bad. Yeah. But yeah, that process of getting the placenta out sounds fucking awful. Yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So they ended up pulling it out. Did you have any tears? Yes. So yeah. I had one tiny second degree tear yeah so um just down towards from my vagina towards my butt yeah yeah just yeah but like I honestly I couldn't feel it yeah like it was more like I think the pain that I felt was like the pelvic pain I guess of like you know like almost like an ache like I just had like this aching pain around like my pelvic region so like I didn't even care about I, it was the first stitches I ever got in my life. Wow. <laughs> and it was fine. It was fine. I, Amazing. Like, I barely, like, I didn't even feel them stitching it. Like, obviously, you get the injections. But, yeah. like, didn't bother me at all. So like, good. I don't know. Like, and the whole, even after, didn't feel the tear at all. Amazing. Yeah. Ama- yeah. Even when you weed and stuff, it was fine. No, didn't feel it. Love that for you. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And was it like postnatally, like a few days after that you said your pelvis was sore, like the couple of days after? It was, I think, just from birth though. Yeah. But like, not like it was just like a dull ache. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like yeah. everything going back to what it was meant to be. Absolutely. I guess. Like it's just it makes total sense. Yeah. Like the it, joints have been stretched and they're coming back. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. But like, yeah. yeah, just a dull ache. But it Perfect. wasn't like wasn't anything bad. It just was like obviously painful to like normal walk does that make sense yeah like I was just a bit slower yeah but like everything like I don't know I feel like it was just my body doing its thing totally so, yeah just Nothing let it abnormal. happen yeah. yeah absolutely okay amazing so once the placenta's out and then you've got Harriet back how did you go with that whole breastfeeding journey what's that looked like for you it sucked at the beginning yeah, yeah. so we stayed the night which I'm incredibly lucky for so um, good. I enjoyed it to be honest I yeah. think if I got sent home straight away I would have freaked out a little bit Fair. um but yeah so she wouldn't latch 
So we were having difficulty with her latching. Yeah. Um, so I luckily had. That's right, actually. I yeah. do remember this. Yeah. yeah. So I had seven syringes of yep. colostrum. So for the first. That you'd express antenatally. Yep. So good. Yep. So luckily I had. I Isn't had, that just I a godsend? So much. That. Yeah. And it just took the stress off because, like, yeah. we kept trying. I had, like, the midwives coming in trying to teach me all the different ways of holding her. Mm-hmm. And I'd listened to the Thompson method. Yes. Um, before. Yeah. And so I was like, I feel like I know what I'm like trying to do, but mm-hmm. like she just wouldn't really latch properly. So we mm. just ended up going through the syringes on the first three days and mm. like trying, like trying to, but it just wasn't really happening. And my midwives were like, look, if she's hungry, just give her the colostrum. Like yes. just keep trying. But if she's not going to do it, like don't stress totally. yourself out. Don't stress her out. Yeah. Just give her the colostrum. And then on day three, um, I was speaking to my sister-in-law who was heavily pregnant at the time too. Yeah. And she's like, oh, has your milk come in? And literally as she's talking to me, my milk is like flowing down. I was what? Like, I was like, yeah, it's in now, I think. <laughs> um, and then I That's could. so random. And it was like magic. It was yeah. like, then I could breastfeed. It wow. was like, it was just like, and it was natural. It wasn't weird. It just was like perfect. Yeah. What? Yeah. So that was day three. Yeah. And once your milk came in, she was able to latch. Yeah. It was weird. Like wow. I don't – and it wasn't – it was weird because it wasn't anything wrong with her latch. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like the midwives are like when they were – because I got a couple of home visits mm-hmm. in the early days and they're like, she's latching fine. Like I don't know yeah. what it could be. Like yeah. I didn't have super engorged boobs or anything. Yeah. It wasn't like there was any issue with it. Yeah. It was just – yeah, I was just having to like, yeah, give her express stuff. But then as soon as my milk came in, it was like happy – happy days it's so like she could good. get it easier I don't know that's what I was wondering whether she was on she gave like two or three sucks she was like oh I'm not getting anything I'm over this and then yeah. like came off yeah but then when she's getting something she's like keeping yeah. on going yeah isn't that interesting oh I love that yeah so it's been great ever since like it just yeah. has come super naturally like I haven't had any issues I oh. had I almost had mastitis yeah I think maybe a week after when they had like the home visit a week, I like woke up, I fainted in the shower. I was just feeling like real weird. My boobs were rock hard. I had like little um, blocked milk ducts everywhere. So I had, was like in the shower trying to like get them out. And um, by that time, I think the protocol had changed too. So like massage up, not down. Oh, what? Yeah. So, haven't heard of that. Yeah. So okay. I think like new research had just come out because um, yeah. one of the Sarahs I think is like loves that stuff. Like just yeah. keeps like updating. Not Sarah Sarah White, the other Sarah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was like, oh, she's like the protocol's just changed actually. <gasps> and she's like, so Did massage. Yeah. <laughs> she's like massage up. And yeah, within like I think two days of like really looking after that, it was fine. Amazing. Yeah. So it seemed to have just – Missed it, I think, because I had yes. like I had a fever and had like, oh, yeah, all those things. But like, I just feel teeth. like, yeah. I wonder yeah. if that's because you massaged up. Yeah, I don't so know. So good, be. worked for me. Yeah, so good. Ah, oh, so interesting, amazing. Love that. So, where are you at now with breastfeeding? What are you guys doing? Because she's five months. Yeah, so five months. Yeah. Um. So just exclusively breastfed yep. at the moment. Um. Haven't started solids yet. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, she's really good. So we introduced the bottle, I think, at seven weeks. So of just pumped Great. milk. 
Um, and now she takes it like a champ. So it's been so really good. good. So I can spend time away from her. Like right now, yeah. mum's got her and she'll yeah. just take a bottle. I think she actually enjoys the bottle probably more than the boob because it's yeah. easier. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she loves it. No, no issues. So, oh, yeah. I love that. I'm a big fan of that. Obviously, I love exclusive breastfeeding. But yeah, getting EBM from a bottle for a couple of feeds fucking no big deal hey yeah, and no. it just gives you so much more freedom yeah it just yeah I, I can have a wine here or there and not yes. stress about it and it's like yeah you know just that little bit of freedom from like her as yes. well like to be myself to absolutely go to the shops by myself to yes. like, you know go to the gym and enjoy my hour of the gym without worrying whether or not she's screaming at someone so absolutely yeah and how awful is that not only for you but for the person looking after if they're like she's hungry I've got fucking nothing for it. Yeah. You know, like, and that's that sucks. It, it just relaxes you, like, knowing that she's fine. Yes. Like, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. So, talk about this transition into motherhood, like, with your days, with your weeks, what have you been doing postnatally, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, I found it really hard, to be honest. So, yeah. I've always um, thought that there's no way – um, sitting at home with your kid can be as hard as working. Mm. I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I just in my head, it, I was just, I was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to hang out with your kid. It's beautiful. It's fun. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's bloody hard. Nothing can prepare you for it, I don't think, either. Mm. Um, so, I didn't, like, didn't struggle in, like, the way of, like, postnatal depression or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I just had to come into the concept of just being a mum if that makes sense absolutely and I think that's like a huge transition in itself Mm -hmm. is that you've got this little thing that depends on you so much Mm. and you that's that's all you are really do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean you're Mm -hmm. going from being your own person to being able to do whatever you want and then all Mm. of a sudden you're like I've got to make sure that I'm within a meter of her like yeah you know like things like that um so that was even the act of going to the bathroom. It's like a whole ordeal. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, is it okay if I bring her into the bathroom? Yeah, you know, you're questioning everything that yes. you do at that point. Totally. Um, so yeah, um, it it's been hard. It's been crazy. Yeah, um, trying to find it's a new you effectively too. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like totally. It's trying to find that balance of the old you and trying to find that balance of the mum that's you and trying mm-hmm. to deal with that too and how mm-hmm. you can become, a, I guess, the same person but a different person. I guess yeah. as well. So that was that transition was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, as much as I love it, but yeah. I also love my own time so Mm -hmm. it's been really good like I think that's the one thing I wanted to do with bottle like being able to like her being able to take a bottle was to have time to myself yes um because it's important to me yeah like it's really important to me um yeah and I wanted to go out and do things for myself and have that freedom to be able to go for a wine with the girls and not have to bring Harriet with me everywhere like I love her yeah I love her so much um but it's nice to have that time away and it's important for me as a person to have that time away yeah um even though sometimes you sit there and you're anxious and yeah 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 messaging my my husband being like is she okay is yeah is she fine he's like she's fine like yes it's fine yeah and you might even miss her but like that's nice yeah it's happy to miss her yeah so like that aspect has been hard but yeah. yeah I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's a thing. Like no one really talks about how hard it is mm-hmm. or how hard it is to sit at home with a baby for eight hours. Like mm. you can go out, like, you know, no one tells you that it's not just easy to go to the shops anymore. No. It's like you've got to 
you've got to think, okay, so if I feed her, then I've got two hours before she needs to go down for a nap. What can mm-hmm. I get done in like get done in that? Yes. Time? Yeah. Um, and it's those kind of things that I think that yeah. like no one tells you how hard it is to be alone. You go from being social at work or yes. being social with your friends all day and then yeah. all of a sudden like you know, you you can't you can sometimes resent your partner because they get to they get yeah. those eight hours away at work. They get to go out for drinks with their friends without yes. stressing about it. Whereas like you've still got to um, come home and make sure you're back in time to breastfeed her, or you yeah. know, make sure you've got enough milk pumped that like you can leave her for a few hours yes. or things like that that Absolutely. like no one tells you. So yeah, yeah, crazy transition. Yeah, but good. But challenging in definitely. itself. So, yeah, I find it a complete different challenge that I never expected, I guess. Definitely, definitely. And I think something we talked about before, which I know I've had other conversations with mamas who felt the same, and it is something that you can feel really alone in, is that, you know, you, you love your newborn so much, but at the end of the day, you were just hanging out 24-7 at home, you might go for a walk or whatever, with just this newborn that can't talk to you, can't like do something that you want to do. You're just playing these games over and over and it can get really just boring. Yeah. You're just doing that day after day after day for months. And yeah, totally valid to get a bit bored of that if that's not your thing. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. that's one thing that I found, I guess this week, I kind of was sitting there and I was like, as much as I love you, Harriet, like sitting at home, I'm just not getting that life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Like I get life satisfaction when she rolls or, mm. you know, when she can like – pick up a toy with like two mm-hmm. hands and like I can see her brain working now. That's yes. great satisfaction. But it's not the same as like when you're at work and you do something and you get praise for it and you're like, I yeah. am good at this. Like yes. this is what I'm good at. And yes. like motherhood I don't think is that same like praise. Like you don't get that praise. You nah. just – it's just – Grind, 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 grind. Yes. And it's so intense because it's 24-7. Yeah. It's not being at work. And I think that's one thing that I've realised is that I'm happy to go back to work whenever yes. that is. I don't yeah. know when that is um, at yeah. this point, but like I'm excited to be a mum and go back to work, I guess, yes. too. It's like to have that self-satisfaction that you're going to do a job and like be good at that job. Yeah. And be able to come home and be a mum too, I guess. Yes. Yeah. How cool. Best of both worlds, right? Yeah, I think so. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. And um, oh, crap, I just had a thought. Give me one second. We were talking about Harriet going back to work, enjoying work. Fuck. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Wonderful. That worked well. So what I think you've done really well and like, you know, postnatal depression is super common, right? And you've managed to avoid that, even though this has been a very big transition, right? And this has been very, like you had a beautiful birth, which is amazing. And this has been a big transition for you and your personality and your lifestyle that you're used to, um, this whole motherhood thing. And I feel like you've just done such an amazing job of avoiding something like postnatal depression or, or of the sorts because you have just gotten rid of any guilt. There's no need to feel guilt and you have created motherhood on your own terms. You are doing motherhood in the way that it suits you. And I think just having that ultimate like self-awareness, which you absolutely have in being like, oh, like I actually 
want to grow up by myself. And, you know, I know that other people say that they don't necessarily want to do that once they have a baby, but that's what I want to do. So I'm going to start pumping and we can give bottles when I go, want to go out. And, you know, you've gone like done, uh, signed up to your whole gym thing and you've got friends there and you go that to there with them and you've just really like you've got your mom who's an amazing support and like you've just made it into your own style rather than, you know, I'll see unfortunately women kind of like feel the same as you but then not accept it or even admit it to themselves and then they just spiral and get really upset and overwhelmed and have all this guilt and it's like just accept what's in front of you and and make it into your own version yeah yeah and that's it like you see like you know I've got a lot of friends who are just born to be mums yes they're just they're magical like Mm -hmm. they're like unicorns in my opinion like they just they love motherhood yeah and it suits them and like they are fantastic at it Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've never been that person so Mm -hmm. I've never been like I think it's like managing your own expectations in that um motherhood's not for everyone if Mm. that makes sense like and I'm not saying there's just different mums yeah like I think it was dropping that I don't need to sit at home all day with my baby yeah it's like I should be going you know what makes me happy I was super social before I was um Mm -hmm. before I had Harriet so Mm. I'd always go out for drinks with the girls I'd always catch up do those things and they made me happy and uh, after a while I just sat at home and I was like this isn't making me super happy like I need to look after myself and to be able to look after myself I need to exercise I need to prioritize that for me Mm -hmm. if that's getting up um to go to the gym at 5 a.m so I'm getting up at 4 30 whatever I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna do it for me because it's gonna make me a better mum when I get home and then it's love that yeah pumping so I I can actually have it like I love wine so it's like yeah you know what like I don't like I'm gonna enjoy a wine with the girls at yes. lunch and I can sit there and Stevie's gonna look after her and she's gonna be absolutely fine yes and it's like doing things for yourself that I think a lot of mums forget to do as yeah. well is prioritize themselves and then yes. go you know what this is society's version of what a mum should be but yeah. I'm going to do whatever feels good for me. And yes. that's just the way it's worked. And I and I love it. It's a new me. It's a yes. different me. Um, Absolutely. But it is like, I don't know. I yeah. wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah, 100% agree. You go for your, your wines and lunch with your friends and then you get home and you're excited to see her and you spend time with her and you play with her. Another day you'll go to work and then you'll get home and get excited to see her. And she's just been having a great old day without you. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, she, win-win. Yeah, she does not care. Yeah. Where, like, as long as there's milk, she doesn't yeah. care. Like, she's a little milk monster and I'm yeah. like, that's fine. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I just am so oh, – I'm so proud. I'm so proud of watching the mum you've become and the dad Stevie's become. I just think yeah. it's such a beautiful transition to watch. Yeah. Absolutely love. It's been fun. It's been absolutely real. Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, two quick questions. Sure. So first of all oh, – actually, three. First of all, did you have any weird pregnancy cravings? Um, orange juice. Orange juice. Yeah. Oh, that's a goodie. Yeah. So like obsessed with it. Like Yum. I had to like buy a like thing to have in the fridge at all times. I'd walk yeah. down to the shops to buy orange juice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Love that. That's a yeah. great craving. Um, and did you have baby names picked out before birth? Yep. 
Hundred percent. Yeah. So because you knew you were having a girl. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So that was like the one thing that I felt like I needed to find out the gender yep. to be able to like bond with like yes. her, if that makes sense. Yes. Like I'm one of those mums that like if I got a boy, I wouldn't be disappointed. But no. I would have. I've always imagined myself with a girl. Amazing. So I think when I found out it was a girl, and then I'm me. I knew me and Steve were going to have a fight about names like I knew we were just not going to agree so yeah ever since I was a little girl I was going to have a little girl called Blair and he will not let me have that name (laughs) so I was like this is going to be a journey like I know it's going to take us ages to find a name yeah and then I wanted something different not too different but not super popular so Mm. we found Harriet and that was it love it yeah absolutely love okay third question what has been – what would you say to a mama out there who's pregnant and considering preparing for their birth experience? What would you say about that? Do your, do your own research. So don't – I think you've got to take a step back. Don't listen to what everyone says. Mm-hmm. Um, prepare – like for me, I'm the kind of personality where if I read everything and make a educated decision, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in power. And I feel great about the decisions I'm making, mm-hmm. um, which is why I guess I contacted you because mm-hmm. I needed someone to give me a realistic version. Being mm-hmm. a midwife, you, you've seen mm-hmm. people give birth. You know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess for me is just doing whatever makes you feel comfortable. I don't think you can ever prepare for birth, mm-hmm. but if you do the best that you can and educate yourself in a way that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. you will make the best decisions, I guess. Fucking love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And really, like, having a birth, that's amazing. No matter how that turns out, I am such a huge believer in if you are the primary decision maker of your birth, then you will have an amazing experience. Even if you end up, you know, in a cesarean section, you will know that that's what has to happen. You'll have acceptance, you'll have surrendering, and you'll be able to move on and meet that with acceptance. But then, so you got to do whatever it takes to make you feel fucking powerful. Yeah. And exactly as you said, I'm the same. Some people are different. But having so much confidence in your knowledge to be able to make decisions because you've done the research and you can see the stats is so important. And because as you said, if everyone's saying, you know, this certain thing, you could just be surrounded by a certain type of people. Like, yeah. you know, which is nothing wrong with that. But say if everyone around you is like, oh, pain, like labor was so painful, get the epidural as soon as you can, blah, blah, blah. And all your friends have had that experience and that's what's been true for them. How are you supposed to think anything different if you just take that on board? Yeah. And yeah. It's, and it's hard because I think you have to manage your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I think if I went in there thinking that I was going to have this beautiful natural birth and it wasn't that, mm. I would have been sad and mm-hmm. I would have – I would have not met my own expectations. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? And I would have been sad or I would have had like maybe birth trauma if it didn't go the way that I wanted. But I think that like if you go in and keep an open mind and be like, I don't know, for me it was like not like obviously I wanted a natural birth. But if that was not going to happen, well, what can you do about that? So just got to let it go. Absolutely. Like like whatever is going to be is going to be. Yeah. So let it be. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking oath. Absolutely love. I have loved this conversation with you, Sam. It's been fun. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So much fun. Yeah. I've been hanging out for this chat for a long time. I just am so pumped to get your story out there. And I think I did, I did this post on Instagram when I was talking about, um, the amazing births that we had 
with our mamas at Natural Birth Code that month and how you were one of those examples where it was like someone who was measuring small, scans were small, looked small, ended up having a 4.1 kilo baby. And then another lady who was measuring big, was, had, was a diabetic, was getting forced into induction and then she ended up not getting an induction. She had like a 3.1 kilo baby. And I was just like, you just got to make the right decision for you and make an intuitive decision for you. And like, don't let any particular label or whatever force you into a box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just, I loved that example. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. All of our podcasts are recorded live in the Facebook group. So you are not only the first to listen to the podcast, but you are able to ask questions throughout the podcast. If you wish to jump into the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you left a five-star written review, shared this podcast with someone who would appreciate, or even share your recent listen on your social stories. Talk to you soon.